Hello. Hello. Uh, happy Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, is that today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to you. Are you doing anything special? Are you getting delicious-looking foods like every other day of your life? Because... <laughs> Because your S.O. is doggone great at cooking? Uh, no, because I'll be at work. Oh, <laughs> uh, boo. Yeah, but, uh, well, it's living. Uh, uh, but City the, living. Yeah, literally. It is uh, just like a little Flintstones appliance. But uh, so, how, how, how about yourself? <laughs> I'm a young millennial, Joe. We don't do anything commercial. You're not. You're not even going to use like uh, whatever the Valentine's uh, Snapchat filter is. <laughs> yeah, I I tease. Um, we are. We're actually doing this fun thing that um, I came across not too long ago. Uh, we didn't want to do anything big um, because I. It's just. It's. It's kind of silly. Um, he is my, my significant other. For anyone who doesn't know, is. Um, a catering manager and event planner, um, and used to work as a server for many, many years and well, you know, several years rather. Uh, and so kind of like the whole going out to eat thing is lost on both of us because of that. We like, we know the dirty side, the dark side of, of, uh, server culture and all that jazz. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not as much fun. So anyway, uh, we're doing this thing called the target challenge, which is totally commercial. Um, uh. and basically what you do is cause we both like target and target is awesome. Uh, uh that is an objective fact. <laughs> And uh, going to Target with $20 each, and uh, it's a good way to not spend a bunch of money on your SO2, which is uh, always a good thing. And you go to Target with $20 each, you have 30 minutes to find something that the other person, you know, that they would like. And then outside of that $20, you can buy like a gift bag or wrapping paper, depending on what you get. You meet up in the car, you hide what you have, you get home, you wrap it, and then you present it to the other person. So it's just kind of a fun, uh, small little thing that we're going to be doing. Um, so yeah, that. Plus, uh, there is an article that my friend did, my friend and coworker did for iMore that's uh, ideas on how to use Snapchat for Valentine's Day. And one of those things is I to... Was, I was just joking. I didn't realize that was a real thing. Oh, no, no. This is, very, <laughs> this is a very real thing. Um, you can create custom geofilters. Um, oh, my God. My dogs are just being very loud right now. I think there's a delivery person at the door. Uh, <laughs> shall we wait a second? Or what do you want to do here? That's fine. Just keep going. Okay. Everybody cool, loves yes. dogs. It was a delivery person. Uh, so yeah, everybody loves dogs. Everybody loves Raymond. Anyway, um, Snapchat, you can make a custom geo filter. So this morning I set up a custom geo filter around my, our house. And, um, basically whenever you, you know, take a photo with Snapchat, you swipe through to change the filter that's over the photo. And as long as he's within the bubble, as long as I'm within that bubble, um, then you can access this geo filter. So also anyone who does not, um, who is not either of us, whenever they move within the bubble, if they were to take a photo creepily outside of my house, um, they could also access this geo filter. So I posted that photo um, on Instagram, which automatically posted to Twitter. So Joe, if you're curious about the absolutely ridiculously extra um, 
I don't know, idea of making a Snapchat filter, you can check that out. It is ridiculous, but um, it's also hilarious. So well, yeah, that is uh, something that happened. There's, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you just made a custom Snapchat filter that works inside of a geofence surrounding your house, and then you posted it to Instagram, which automatically posted it to Twitter. It's and totally horrible. Everybody does that. for it. <laughs> Yeah, so like the bigger the bigger the geo filter and the longer you have it like you know the throughout the rest of the day then the more it's going to cost. So my little geo filter thing only lasts from 8 a.m. to noon and that was just so that I could uh show shade this morning uh the ridiculousness and um then it will disappear after noon, but it cost me eight bucks uh, to put that together. And that is a thing that happened. Um, and I'm only partially ashamed. I mean, to be honest, I really don't like Snapchat, don't care about Snapchat, hardly open the app to look at anything. Um, but my significant other happens to be a Snapchat fiend. Uh, so I knew it would not be lost on him. And he seemed to uh, you know, roll his eyes in one moment and then uh, laugh and enjoy it in the other because we both realize how extra it is. So yeah, yeah that's what Valentine's Day is uh, for me. And well, yeah, we've covered what you're doing for Valentine's Day. I mean, you do you not have anything planned or... Uh, we're going to try to do something, uh, this, this president's day weekend, but, uh, it sort of remains up in the air. So, uh, without, without jinxing anything, I'll, I'll just say that we're, we're, we're not going to be completely boring, but it just won't be a celebration on this particular day. Uh, now, uh, you had mentioned $8, which is a lot for a filter, I feel like, especially for like uh, four hours. Uh, so that's, that's a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's more, it's like twice what it costs for a cup of coffee uh or basically if you <laughs> were to think about what things. cups of coffee cost that it's more than uh double or well in some cases probably more than eight dollars <laughs> you'd spend on apps um so let's let's talk about apps because everybody loves apps, apps. planet of the apps um <laughs> yeah so after after that uh thing last night with Eddie Q and um generic Hollywood producer guy uh who <laughs> uh, I, like I keep trying to remember his name I think it's Ben Silverman um but he he could not be any smarmier or more Hollywood uh if if he tried it was it was pretty ridiculous that's it is a parody of a Hollywood producer like he said dimensionalize the screen at one point and my eyes just rolled back into my head cuz oh like, lord that's these aren't words it right. means nothing you're just talking like you're just it's just air moving out of his lungs through his throat uh, <laughs> it, it has it has no meaning uh it's but just he, noise coming out of an ugly scientist <laughs> no but the 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 whole interview was actually kind of a mess um uh peter kafka <laughs> Uh, from Code uh, did it. He does a sort of media beat, I guess you could say. Uh, and I like his writing, perhaps not his interview style, I would say. Uh, it, it got a little uh, odd in places and uh, awkward. Um, it, some of the questions were more like statements about how much he knows about a topic, and then they turned into a question at the end. Uh... Um, and uh, it just it just added to the awkwardness, and it was it's sort of uh, abrasive. Um, although I don't feel too bad for Eddie Q., because uh, I'm not sure why he decided that this would be the prime venue to really go into this, because what they have 
are two shows that they they talked about uh planet of the apps and uh their their carpool karaoke spinoff and uh they're both related to apple music and they both seem entirely generic uh in terms of like what you would consider to be regular network programming uh like the nbc or abc or uh cbs uh, i i would say i would firmly put uh planet of the apps in the the nbc reality television camp um which is not too surprising i suppose but uh it, it is it, it, there's nothing about it that really screams apple to me or apple music uh at all uh in carpool karaoke's case at least you can make the, the you can make the argument that music features in it somewhat mm-hmm. so that makes sense in planet of the apps it has nothing to do with music necessarily it is just some sort of random uh take on dragon's den slash shark tank slash the voice um with uh the trappings of a primetime reality show game show kind of thing put in there like the the escalator pitch um which is not a thing the statement is the phrase is an elevator pitch um but obviously they couldn't just have somebody descending in a glass booth from the ceiling uh and trying to deliver their lines so they decided to go with this uh very long escalator and it it is it, it's just so so absurd and it seems so generic and poorly made that i question why apple chose to get involved because it doesn't feel like it's even up to the the premium quality levels of of Apple, like they're not bringing anything to the table. And in the statements that he made to Peter Kafka last night, when uh, Peter Kafka was asking Ben Silverman about uh, the uh, producing side of things, if he was getting notes from Apple, he said, no, they've been great. They've let us do whatever we wanted. And I think, well, you know what? It shows because you made a network television show like this needed uh, some sort of editorial comment on what the quality of, of, one of the first television shows Apple was going to make uh, was going to be. And it doesn't feel like any authorship was, was considered um, because it sounds like the advantages are Ben Silverman was able to use Apple's name to lure uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Alba. Hosts. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Um, uh, blah. Okay. 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 So your, your you know, turn. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's my thing. I mean, I, I want to make it known or like point out the fact that I, in many other things, have been very, um, very, I don't know, critical of Apple, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. I don't want to, you know, come across as as an apologist or something like that, because I regularly make it known the things that Apple does that really grind my gears. But with this... I like I really feel the the messaging that I've seen, you know, from from people talking about this, the hot takes. It's like this show is going to remove all of the puppies in the world and also anyone who has a child will no longer have a child and the world is coming to an end because of this show. And I I just don't think that it's all that bad. I think we are quickly moving to this negativity about a show that we've only seen a preview of when like for me, no, I don't care about the show. For a lot of people, uh, you know, in this circle, this tech circle, no, I don't think this show appeals to them either. But what I will say, and yes, you're right in saying that this is a network television show, 
But I don't think that's foolish of Apple to make, you know, to, to play it safe, essentially, in this aspect. This is a network television show, and a crap ton of people love American Idol and Save the Last Dance and Can You Dance on a Hippopotamus While Singing the Blues and all the other shows that are on, you know, normal national television. Like, that's why they keep making them, because they are popular for the normal person. And I think that this show is catered to that group, the group that is, you know, into the competition shows. It takes something that can be so uh, foggy and cloudy and sort of, you know, unknown as app development and tries to make it interesting to the to the layperson. Now, again, that's not really something that I'm into. Um, and it's honestly probably not a show that I'll watch. But I don't think that that necessarily means that it's going to be a failure or anything like that. And I have seen a lot of commentary that this is the worst thing ever. And this, there's no way that I'll watch this. And I don't understand why it even exists. And and I, I think it's a little too soon to say that. And I also think that it's, it's, uh, it's so much reminds me of the voice and all of those other ones that it has potential to succeed because of that popularity. Now, yes, there is one problem that it's only available on Apple Music, and that is an issue, you know, starting off, but maybe that's going to take the people who watch The Voice and watch those things, and who do make Twitter accounts for the explicit purpose, the single purpose of, like, saving people on The Voice. You know, there are people out there who don't give a rat's toot about Twitter, but they will get on it so that they can save their favorite star on The Voice. So I could see those people signing up for um, this show, or rather, signing up for Apple Music so they could watch this show if they're seeing promos for it on uh, normal TV. And the other thing about it is, yes, it is a little odd that it's on this service called Apple Music, but I think Apple is not thinking far enough ahead of when it first made Apple Music, or it was thinking, where can we put all of the stuff that we're wanting to get into, because this seems to be a thing that people are into, and the only like streaming service they had was Apple Music. So yeah, Apple Music and this don't line up, but I think, you know, that's not really, they're not trying to say that this is a music thing. They're just this is like their streaming platform, and uh, it's a shame that it's called Apple Music instead of Apple Flix or something else. I don't know what. But yeah, mo most importantly, and in summary, and too long didn't listen, is I think this is a pretty safe but uh, good bet for the normal everyday person. And we are a bit in a tech bubble, and I've seen lots of negativity about it that I think is... Um, maybe short-sighted uh i'm gonna push back not okay. not not i agree that this isn't the end of the world it's not killing puppies or babies or anything like it, it's it's not catastrophic and even if this fails it does nothing major um in terms of any other plans apple may have but in terms of apple putting this out there as something to promote uh it doesn't have a release date um it has sort of a muddled audience like there's app development slash primetime game show reality show mixed together um and while i don't know who the market for that is uh and you speculated it might just be people who like those kinds of shows regardless of what the thing is it might just be the competition aspect of it that gets people to tune in um because people watch top chef or you know uh 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 the dress one. What's the dress one? <laughs> uh, say yes to the dress. No, no, the other one, the the Heidi Klum one. 
Um, oh, I don't what, know. <laughs> why am I blanking? Oh, we're the worst non-straight <laughs> I don't watch people. Like you. <laughs> um, but uh, oh golly. Uh, no, but uh, yeah. So anyway, the the dress show, top dress. Uh, so it. Oh yeah. No, that's sure. not the name of it. I was the that was. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so they they have uh, uh, an interest in those shows. That doesn't necessarily mean they're interested in the reality of uh, chefs or or making dresses, etc. Or mm. you know, shopping at the Macy's accessory wall. But uh, the, the, this is the the kind of thing though, where uh, in terms of a statement from the biggest company in the world uh, about what their media plans are going forwards. And they have this sort of random smattering of things where it doesn't seem to make a ton of sense uh, that you kind of question um, the effort being expended on this. Uh, And, and, you know, like Ben Silverman had said, uh, Apple has been a good partner in this, that they, they sort of co-own, this but aren't really steering the production of the show so it might not expend a tremendous amount of creative capital from apple but um and whatever money it's expending is probably not that big of a deal but uh it's something where it's going to influence people's opinion of uh tv shows that apple will release going forwards so if they have a let's just say a better idea going forwards it might be difficult to get people to consider it if they're like oh that other garbage that they released oh i didn't watch that on apple music but it's it's that remains to be seen that's like five several years before that's a problem but uh the this thing isn't even out yet so who knows when when that's going to happen or what impact it will have but it just it's it goes back to me being skeptical um, when I see a show that doesn't seem to have a clear audience uh, and I see a service that doesn't seem to have a clear audience in that this doesn't seem aligned with the service, uh, it, it is a real head-scratcher. And, I, I, you know, it's not the end of the world, like you no. had said, but it's it's just it's worth commenting on. I feel like I, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. just shrug and be like, Oh yeah. So they released a show, whatever. It's not for me. It, it, like it, it's, it's noteworthy that they're releasing something that is so pedestrian. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Uh, another thing that I want to add, and this was a point that I saw, I believe um, my editor uh, and I don't, I don't remember. He has a bunch of different jobs. Czar of Imore, Renee Ritchie, um, pointed to the fact that the the team behind this show um, is largely made of new hires. Um, you know, this is this is not a reassigned team or something that's down in the depths of Apple that's you know supposed to be working on new Macs <laughs> no, or what the, have you. This uh, is this is not the MacBook Pro team that's been exactly. retasked to this. <laughs> Uh, although some people seem to think so uh no yeah exactly so yes it's certainly worth commenting on and absolutely i think you know on its face it is um a show that is like many other shows and doesn't add anything new which is what apple is not known for like they're known for adding new things to the market and doing those things really well and uh or or taking something that does exist and iterating it in a way 
iterating on it in a way. Just, just keep iterating it, on iterating. Just you'll iterate on the iteration. And eventually you'll iterate the alliteration. No. Uh, so, yes, t- take it and make it better. And this is not take it and make it better. This is take it and make it different. I guess make it well, a, a different subject. Um, make, you can, make different could be their, their, There you their go. Make look. different. Uh, it, it's a template, and they are following that template. But I have to say too, I don't know if I was getting into TV. I think um, my first foray into these matters would probably be you know I'm, I'm spending you know I'm investing a bunch of money, and I want to know that I'm going to get like a base level of. Uh, you know, subscribers or whatever it happens to be, views, whatever leads to me making money off of it, I would probably play it safe. I'm not the risky type. And maybe with Apple having very little expertise in this um, zone, it makes sense for them to play it safe. And that is kind of really where I am on it. Again, I'm probably not going to be watching the show because I really don't care for Will I Am, first of all. Um, and the other people, like Gary... Uh, People know him. I don't know him. Who is Gary, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk? Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Who is that person? I don't know. He talks about wine, I've been told, but I, that's all I know about him. Or he did talk about wine. I don't know. He, Some... he, yeah. He, he had a, a wine app, basically. Uh, but anyway, it, it he's he's a VC guy. Like, money, things, caps, stuff. <laughs> so, it, 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 but out of that panel, like, he's the only... <laughs> He's the only one I would I would say is like a real investor, I guess. Um, because Gwen is to have the yeah. I mean, she's like CEO of her Goop company. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh man, what a name. Yeah, anyway. I know. Um, and uh, Jessica Alba has um uh, uh the honest company stuff. The the line oh, of oh okay, so it's honest and Goop. Yes, honest Goop. Um, honestly, and uh, Will I Am has a series of many interesting ventures if you look up his his stuff but oh yes his products especially are um not utter failures at all totally not that. no so, but it's one of those things where they have notoriety and celebrity um that obviously carrie doesn't um and then they go before the actual investors at the end of the thing and like those people are they don't even mention their names in the promo because it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, that that's where the actual stuff is going to happen. Like they're, they're just sort of like coaching them on their, on what they're going to do. Um, and like so, the voice. Yeah. It, it really so generic. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's disappointing that, like you said, they're playing it safe, I guess you could say. Um, but at the same time, it feels like if you have this service, that is a new thing for Apple and it's supposed to lure people to your platform to get something they can't get anywhere else. It feels like a generic primetime television show is not really something they can't get anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Professional podcaster. I know I'm just the best, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so the other thing about this is that, uh, the presentation of this and carpool karaoke is mainly through Eddie Q talking about it at a couple of events and in some interviews. And this code conference one is the biggest one so far. Um, and it's 
sort of sad because they are talking up something that they don't have a release date for still, uh, even though they've been working on it since last spring, um, openly working on it. Cause that's, that's when we first got the news about like the name of the show and all this other stuff. Uh, so it's, it's not, it's, it's just doesn't seem to be moving along smoothly, I guess. And there's supposedly also going to be an app that integrates with it, according to the producer that will Wait, act what? like, yeah, why? You, what does it do? You should really watch the interview because it makes no sense. Um, it, it, like, uh, unfortunately, Ben Silverman is in over his head when he come when it comes to talking about anything that relates to technology. Uh, like he talks about the physical delivery of of what they're giving to Apple for what their demands are and how they've had to work closely with them on that. And it's just like, okay, I don't know if that was that hard. But uh, then he he's also talking about how back when they were at the office and he, he was a producer on NBC's The Office that. Uh, uh, they partnered closely with Apple at the time, and that really helped them out because they were able to sell their uh, their episodes of The Office in Apple's physical store. I think he misspoke because mm. they didn't have a physical; they weren't selling DVDs of The Office. Um, so it, it was it was it was a little bit of an oopsie there. But uh, he also talked about an app uh, that will act as a rubber band, so you can go as deep as you want to uh, on on clips and episodes and stuff. And what does that even mean? I don't know. Again, it's like rubber bands are what keep you from falling into habits or make you break habits. And I don't know how rubber bands go deep either. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> well, Joe, may, maybe as a fancy Hollywood producer with a lot of money, he gets into some some hedonistic stuff that I have no idea about. <laughs> but I, I have, I have no experience with rubber bands going deep into anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> I adore you. He's <sighs> like I said, he just moves his mouth and words come out. Uh, it is it, it, a really spectacular uh lee awkward interview and uh the the app thing like that's a big question mark because then it's like well all of the like the promotional material that you see for it the little ad thing basically that came out that was released and previewed for the first time at code conference and then released on the internet it shows you using it through apple music and just you're gonna have like a big banner for it and you can Mm -hmm. tap on that and watch the episode there um Number one, Apple Music is a horrible video player. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Number two, why doesn't this have anything to do with the TV app? Maybe it will, but that's not demoed. uh, Because this is a TV show, and even on iOS, they use the TV app for TV shows. So maybe it will come with an integration for that. But at this point, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't. And then number three, the mention of this app, where... Are you also going to be able to watch it through the app and through Apple Music and potentially maybe through the TV app? Like, I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe they're just like throwing everything at the wall for promoting this and they'll just see what sticks. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if the app is just basically like bare bones links to video content that they put up instead of having like a website that has it. Why do they need an app? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't well, understand. It's, it's Planet of the Apps. Everything's about apps now. Um, oh, oh, God. I also forgot. Uh, he he said in the interview that uh, they were, apps were invented in 2008. And it's like, oh, oh dude, that's not how it worked at all. <laughs> oh, no. But, but I, I need to watch this just for <sighs> the cringe. Oh, it's so cringeworthy. Uh, but, but yeah, no. I mean, you could say in his defense that the general public's perception of apps really didn't didn't exist before the iphone um like applications were things on computers and that 
apps that people talked about in this way are really, you know, yes. You could say Look, you could say appetizers that. have existed for a lot longer than either of those things, and people called them apps then. So he's all wrong. Planet of the Tapas is that that's one I could get into. <laughs> oh lordy, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, coming mm-hmm. down an escalator, trying to pitch your like best tapas. Yeah, uh, I, I will take the the tor- the tortilla española. Um, and you get to do savory tapas, and I get to do sweet tapas. Oh. Is that where what our judging difference will be? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you are like the you know I, I <laughs> you're like the grumpy one, <laughs> the, oh, the smiley I am. one. <laughs> Come on, it, that, that's true. That's just. That's fair, right? Yes. Um, uh, so so they'll come down the escalator. They'll pitch you on the sweet tapas, and I'll ignore them, and then they'll get down to the little circle at the bottom, and then uh, the, the little thing will go red, and then they'll leave, and that'll, that'll be the, that'll be the yeah. end of it. You have to come out wearing that really sad face emoji, like a mask of the really sad face emoji. <laughs> Okay, but which one of us gets to wear gold shoes? Is that me or you? Oh, Lord. I'm not wearing gold shoes in any universe. Uh, so I would it's ironically you or it's wear no gold one. shoes. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that, that would work. That's fair. I mean, we've got a show, right? We're going to launch on Apple yeah. Music. Uh, Q at Apple.com. There we go. <laughs> now, also, please, if you're listening to this, do not actually email Eddie Q and tell him to listen to this episode where we're pitching him on Planet of the Tapas. Uh, I feel like there are some precocious people who listen to this podcast that would consider this uh, a good trolling opportunity, and I, oh, I, I just want to nip that in the bud. Hello, um, troll. Mm. Uh, stop what you're doing right now. Stop typing. I'm yes. watching you. I am the HomeKit god, and I have access to your camera at home, and I see what you're doing, and you need to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I rubber think... bands. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, but the, the the conversation that he that they had around this stuff is just a total mess. But uh, that makes me more concerned about what their plans are more than the promotional teaser for the show. Because I don't, in specific, this show is not going to make or break their plans. But right, the fact that they have this sort of thinking about things is a little concerning. Um, for future shows uh, and they also had the producer from Carpool Karaoke and stuff and they talked about that and I'm, I'm less concerned about how that ties into Apple Music I know a lot of people are upset that James Corden isn't on it um, but they seem to have some you know guests some big celebrity guests so whatever um, I don't if it works or doesn't work you know that's also not going to make or break anything but wait why did he promo it so big at the grammys then if he's not going to be in it oh you, it, well because he has a he's a nightly show that he has to do every night oh that's true so he can't you can't do this too um I, I think that's one of those things that most tech people don't think about uh because i also saw um uh, someone else tweet about this when it was first announced he wouldn't be on it and they're like how how could they not do this it's a major failure and it's like uh because they're people they're human beings they don't scale <laughs> So, like, they have a job. He's not going to leave his successful other job for this, like, low viewership uh, Apple Music job. Um, Now, who's to say? That might be the wrong decision. Maybe the Apple Music version will take off and overshadow the original. But if I were James Corden, I would stay on my show, too, um, and not 
necessarily go with this venture because uh, primetime you know, uh, sorry not primetime uh late night uh network television comedy shows are not easy to come by ask several former uh late night comedy show hosts uh but uh, the neither of these shows are going to make or break it what they're doing but the overall strategy of just sort of the randomness of it and if you listen to eddie q talk about it it is very random um that's a little concerning uh, disconcerting um like they also brought up uh kafka like very pointedly asked him if they were going to uh do a netflix style thing and q said no and he's very pointedly asked them about buying a studio just to get content going really fast whether they would consider buying time order and again he said no uh that that sort of thing would need to make sense with aligning with what we're doing we're just getting you know started basically and that uh this seems to be their walk before you can run i guess you could say would be the kind of the thing going on right now um like n- seeing them talk uh, hearing them talk about uh what it is they're doing with this stuff it would make me concerned if suddenly you were just putting eddie q on top of a studio that you just bought because then it's just like well i hope that studio has some good ideas because um it seems it seems eddie q has a very hands-off approach to it uh and even in terms of the distribution um so it would it would be a little weird uh if they were to just buy netflix or buy time warner um or if they were to ra- rapidly scale up to doing that level of stuff themselves. Uh, there were a couple other things where he asked, you know, would you, uh, the Top Gear guys were shopping around Gran Turismo and Amazon bought it and it was all this money, blah, 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 blah. Would you have done that? Because uh, cars are something you're interested in. I'm surprised you passed that up. And he's like, no, I was not even interested in that. And so kudos to him because the Gran Turismo show is not very good. Uh, and, uh the, then it was also uh you know with something like game of thrones like with dragons and whatever like would you greenlight that thing if somebody came to you with that and uh q said oh, oh uh well knowing what i know now and it's one of my favorite shows i would be you know an idiot not to not to greenlight this thing like to, to put this out there so of course i would say yes to that already knowing that in hindsight but he's like i have no specific plans about doing that going forward it's like there's nobody's approached me with that and he says but i have a very well known email address so anybody you know can pitch me on things uh and they have pitched me on things but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to move forward with whatever so yeah i i don't know um it, it was it's just a very uh bizarre and interesting interview um and I would I would recommend seeking it out if you have any particular interest in this, but be prepared to just sort of wince and cringe and like close one eye and like roll your eyes um, very widely in other parts. Like you get a roller coaster of of awkward, um, but uh, but yeah, that that pretty much concludes that. Uh, yeah, I there's only one other thing that I wanted to say about all of that, and um, it's just. <laughs> It's just to let everybody know that um, I have finally let go of my anger toward James Corden. If any, of you, if any of you out there who are listening to this also listen to me on other podcasts in the past where I've ranted and raged, not raved, but raged about Jim Corden, Jim Corden, James Corden, and his blatant thievery of the carpool karaoke idea from BBC One radio host, 
whose name I forget. Um, I, I've let go. I've let go. Of that, How of dare that he anger. just steal from name you forget? Uh, right. He's, name you forget is your favorite. He is. He is. So look back way back when there was a BBC one radio host who did this viral video. Well, it went viral with uh, Taylor Swift and they did carpool karaoke and it was fantastic. And it got a bunch of views. And again, his name escapes me. That's not important. The point <laughs> just is, keep, just keep going back to that. Right. Re- suddenly, really highlight that part. Yeah. I forgot his name. And also I forgot his name. Suddenly James Corden decides he's going to have a late night show in the US and he's like, oh crap, what am I going to do? I've got to keep these people interested. So he steals the idea from BBC One and uses it regularly and then Apple takes that idea and runs with it. I was mad at James Corden for a very long time because I thought that was not right. And I don't know about the, you know, backlight dealings that may have happened to make that possible, but still, that's not important. It's the principle of the thing. But I'm okay with James Corden now. He's okay. He's okay with me. Um, I talked to him, and he's okay with me. Okay. And, uh, yeah, everything's fine, especially with the BBC One radio host, whose name I forget. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's pivot to something close to that, I guess. Uh, there was the news about um, uh, the executive uh, that oversees Amazon's Fire TV uh, moving over to Apple uh, to oversee the Apple TV, specifically Apple TV marketing, which is a weird title for someone who oversaw the whole Fire TV. So I'm assuming it's not just marketing. I'm assuming it's one of those weird things where Apple marketing means um, you do a lot of stuff that involves product design and uh, those things of that nature, um, just based on the other people who have marketing in their name that seem to be very involved in products, uh, thinking of, of course, of Phil Schiller, etc. But uh, he is taking over for uh, Pete Testad, who uh, was kind of a deals guy under Eddie Q, and he, he's moving under Eddie Q to, to continue to do deals, but not directly oversee what's happening with the Apple TV. Uh, and so I feel like this is good news, because as we've previously discussed, not a huge Eddie Q fan in his management <laughs> style. I find it a little erratic. Uh, and... Uh, th- like deals don't seem to be coming. So uh, let's focus on the product. And uh, as I've mentioned several times in the past, I feel like the Apple TV uh, platform, as well as the individual devices, is pretty decent uh, for its cost, for its value. Um, I don't feel like it's a premium service or premium device, but it is certainly competitive uh, with uh, the best that's out there. And in some cases, less buggy, in in some aspects of things and it also seems to outperform uh in terms of features uh in in a few cases because you have basically like a fire tv a fire tv stick 2 where you have a voice assistant in it for 40 dollars um that works as well as siri works or better than siri works in a 150 to $200 Apple TV. Um, so it's it's a little weird. Uh, I'm hoping that he can bring some of the, the product discipline um, and thinking that he had 
going on at at Amazon, even if it wasn't directly from him. Maybe if it's just things that he learned from the corporate culture that he was that he was experiencing. Maybe he can just bring that with him and and uh, instill it into the Apple TV side of things. Or maybe things will just improve by virtue of the fact that a deal guy is not overseeing the project anymore, because maybe he was not a very good manager of this particular aspect of the business. Um, I I'm just excited somebody changed something um, that had to do with the management because I feel like that is quite possibly the the number one thing holding it back is the decisions about what they're doing. Um, since they shipped nothing new at all for hardware in the last calendar year, uh, and it's been over a year total since the release of the fourth generation model, uh, and the only major significant thing that they shipped uh, that's available globally is dark mode. Um, that wasn't just something that, that achieved feature parity with the previous model. Uh, everything else is weird region restrictions or service restrictions uh, that can overlap or conflict with one another. So it's 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 fun. It's super fun. I, I'm really looking forward to somebody else overseeing this um, and maybe bringing more of a product approach rather than a, a deals approach to it. Yes, we need to switch from uh, making all of those deals to uh, adding some more functionality and uh, some fun to it, I think. Um, because, yeah, what we've seen, I guess, is if they're going to focus on kind of their own content and couple that with uh, what's available right now, um, rather than trying to find some special sauce where they've got, you know, you pay $20 a month and you get blank, blank, and blank. I mean, what we're seeing too is all of these companies are kind or not companies, but uh, networks are kind of moving to their own subscription services, right? I mean, CBS, you have to access separately. Um, I, are there, are there others? I've, I've, I know CBS for sure. Um, uh, CBS has all access, which is uh, their own, their own paid platform. Um, yes. And because of that, it's hard to find a service that also offers CBS on, you know, like built in. So the only way to get to the CBS stuff is to get the CBS stuff, um, by itself. And so seeing that kind of happen, I'm starting to lose, what is the term? Um, lose hope. That's it. Lose hope in the idea that we will have like an all-in-one option. Um, all of the services out there, including like DirecTV Now uh, and Sling TV, excuse me, and all of those are, you know, there, there are certain networks that are available in them, but you still have to step outside the pond to get uh, HBO and to get Stars and what, Cine, Cinemax, is that what it's called? Um, and a few others, and again, CBS. So I would just rather, if I'm going to spend most of my time watching Hulu and Netflix on the box now, by the way, Joe, yeah, I added Hulu to the uh, Netflix box. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Hulu lately. Um, so, you know, if if I'm just going to use it for those, then make it better at other things like gaming, for example. Um, so I hope that, you know, going forward, we can take our our eyes off the deal and put our eyes on the apple tv and um make it better <laughs> yeah um i'm just gonna quote real quick from the mark german piece where he originally reported uh in bloomberg 
about uh, Timothy Twardle's uh, move from Amazon um, to the Apple TV, and that is uh, the last hardware update for the set-top device was released in 2015, but sales decreased year over year from the 2015 holiday quarter to the 2016 holiday quarter. Apple Chief Financial Officer Luca Mastretti uh, said last week in an interview, Amazon doesn't disclose Fire TV sales, but last May called it the top-selling streaming media device in the U.S. Uh, None of this is really surprising to me, and like we had said, uh, there are reasons for that that are obvious. And in terms of the services and stuff, like you had just mentioned, Netflix and Am- and uh, and Hulu, um, as well as the other cornucopia of options available to you, uh, all access and et cetera, uh, those are all available to you on Fire TV as well. Uh, so there's nothing, there's no competitive advantage to what Apple's bringing to the table in terms of the deals they're able to orchestrate or the apps they're able to provide. Um, they play video and the other ones play video. The end. Um, and it doesn't, uh, it, it, their efforts in the, the gaming space have not paid off. Like you had highlighted, it's not a gaming box either. Um, it has the ability to play games. Uh, it is not good at it as a gaming platform because of decisions that were made uh, that sort of compromised that initially off the, get, off the, off the bat. Uh, not shipping a game controller, big, big strike. Not having the game controller uh, requirement option um, after going back and forth on that initially before launch and then adding it last year. Okay, fine, whatever. And then the data caps being so teeny tiny. Um, mm-hmm. And those have all changed since then. But it might might be a situation where you're still not going to see that increase uh, like we had discussed in the previous episode. Um, it might be... Uh, very difficult to get people on board with that, but maybe they have specifically lobbied certain game companies now. Maybe that's the reason the data cap is lifted, and they're like, please, please make a thing. Um, but we'll we'll find out. Um, but because I I will say that I don't like gaming on the Fire TV stick. Um, it is not particularly powerful. It is much better at playing Crossy Road than the previous generation of that device was, um, where it was not good at that. It, even the simple graphics of Crossy Road threw it for a loop. Um, and uh, this this one is better at it. Uh, and it ni- it's nice that it has a D-pad because that actually works far better than swiping on the, the touch surface of an Apple TV. But uh, yeah, neither of these are reasons why your television is a gaming platform. Um, and uh, I... I you know, I know NVIDIA Shield, uh, they they have updates for their platform, although it doesn't seem to have changed a tremendous amount hardware-wise. Um, that's probably good news if you bought into it and in the initial version. Uh, it, it They're moving into to more of the gaming space um, as well. And I don't know necessarily how successful they'll wind up being because it still sort of feels like, uh, I don't know if you remember in the 90s, um, there was a company called Tiger Electronics, and they would release uh, a variety of different handheld devices um, mm-hmm. that were cheaper, inexpensive handheld devices. Uh, some of them would be preloaded with one game and a screen mm-hmm. that could only display that game. Do you remember these? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And some of them would you'd plug in. Well, I think Tiger also, yeah, made ones where you could it, like it came with the component cables. You could plug it into the TV and play one game. It was like a joystick. Yeah, and there there was also um, uh, a version that they released. 
uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was like silver and it kind of looked like a Game Boy uh, slash Game Gear Advance kind of a thing where it was like the horizontally oriented thing and had a touch screen that was like a bank ATM screen um, in terms of its touch sensitivity. And it uh, uh, had cartridges and it was supposed to be your alternative to the Game Boy, but it was so ridiculously <laughs> bad um, that... It wasn't really like a gaming platform, even though it was a gaming platform. And I kind of feel like that's how that's where we're at with like NVIDIA Shield and Fire TV Box and uh, Apple TV, where it's like they're not gaming platforms like the way an Xbox uh, 360 or Xbox One or PlayStation or PlayStation 4 is. Um, and uh, I, I just I, I don't I don't know what they're necessarily going to wind up doing over time if they're going to see games as an important way to differentiate their products because streaming video is not or if um, it's just going to continue the way it is and it'll just wind up being a situation where if you want this something that works best with Apple stuff, you'll get the Apple one. And if you want something that you don't care if it works well with Apple stuff, then you'll get the other ones. So that, that'll just be something to watch. Yeah, I I am overall kind of um, I've been very meh about a lot of the stuff from Apple as of late, uh, regardless of of what it happens to be. Um, you know, the 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 Mac like the MacBook Pro uh, came out and like the latest one, and there have been so many issues. Now Apple's no longer selling the. Uh, Thunderbolt display in stores, or not the Thunderbolt display, but the third party, the LG Ultrafine display in yes. stores because of the Wi-Fi issue. Um, a lot of people like absolutely love AirPods. I'm also kind of meh on those at this point. Oh, wait, um, did you, but you have them, right? Oh yeah, I bought them. I bought them and I have not really used them that much because I'm meh on them. You know, I don't turn to them to use them. Um I I mean I work from home and so I listen through some nice office speakers that I bought when I'm listening to music usually or I pull out my good headphones because I could do that as well. Um I don't like if I'm going to do fitness stuff then I have the Jaybirds which I'd rather have because they do stay better in the ear. Um and so yeah, I thought that I was going to be super super bullish on those and I really don't care much about them either um so i would say like the last product that is really exciting i mean i have third that's another thing like i'm using third-party monitors we talked about those last time um because the options from apple uh are what none it's lg and it's not good so i have two dell monitors that i actually do enjoy other than the fact that they can't uh connect to each other over display port because apple disables okay, well, that well, on the software side we, we that's that's not we retread that, that <laughs> experience uh, but i mean like it, just kind of listing out all of the different things lately that have uh made me a little meh so mm -hmm. yeah i'd say the last thing that um has really excited me uh in terms of hardware is ipad pro or the ipad pro of your joe um with the gold boots and the unhappy emoji face. Um, and, you know, that's not a new product. Software-wise, I will say that HomeKit continues to surprise and delight. But yeah, uh, my point is a lot of the stuff just kind of, I don't really pay much attention to it because it hasn't kept my interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, uh, I think we're at a weird point in 
just the calendar year uh, for Apple stuff. I think they rushed to get a lot of stuff out at the end of the year. And it seems like there's still stuff that's on the verge of being released, but I don't think they're ready yet or have any particular urgency to release right now. Because, like, why release an iMac right this minute um, when you could wait and release it alongside something else? So maybe they're just going to do a big old refresh of stuff. Um, But... Uh, I have no idea when that might be. Maybe March. They like doing stuff in March on occasion. It's a nice point in the year. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I have. I, there's no particular thing that I really crave from Apple at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's an unusual place to be in. But you know, I mean, that's that's like a really whiny problem to have. <laughs> I feel like it's like, oh no, I can't buy anything. Uh. It's like, did I need anything? I don't know. I think right. I'm fine. I mean, my my laptop is is old as, well, not dirt, but it, it's a little it's a little a little newer than dirt. But uh, it's it's still functioning fine, and so I feel reluctant to spend the amount of money, the enormous amount of money, on uh, what I feel would would not be a huge upgrade of my particular use. Uh, of the device so i am just content to wait at the moment uh no well, discontent to wait i suppose uh but uh but yeah it is in a peculiar time and i would probably be more excited about uh the apple tv stuff if they were tr- showing some sort of traction here um other other than this sort of weird code conference interview and um, the announcement of Tim Tordal, uh joining uh, from Amazon. So I don't know. We'll just see. Yeah, Apple, until you give us something we want to buy, we will just be twiddling our thumbs waiting yeah. for something to buy, I guess. Oh, dear. How, how do you like that? A saving up money to buy your stuff later. Take that. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to hear something kind of bonkers, man. Whoa. The other day I was definitely looking at um what are they called i can't even think of the name now oh shoot they're made by microsoft and they like they have they come with a stylus and they fold both ways and... surface surface tablet? yeah surface book okay. yeah surface book. I was, okay yeah surface book i was looking at what a modern configuration for a surface book would actually cost um yeah i mean <laughs> It's the first time in a long time I've, you know, looked over into that camp, other than, uh, of course, the HoloLens, which I am dying to have whenever it comes out. Um, but I was surprised and also, um, I don't know, it, it was, Let me... it comes, it, well, okay, here, like really quickly, just like mm-hmm. one of the main things here is the fact that when it comes to Mac OS and when it comes to what the Mac can do, I don't find a whole lot of uh, networking uh, between my devices and the Mac. So, you know, like one of the things they say is you, you want to be part of the the little, uh, oh goodness, the little ecosystem because, you know, all the devices kind of connect together when it comes to Apple. Well, yeah, I do a lot of connecting between my uh, iPhone and my iPad and vice versa. And I guess AirPods whenever I'm using them and, and home kit uh, products, but, uh, the Mac OS doesn't have home kit capabilities, um, which is disappointing. And, 
and most of the applications that I use uh, to write and to get stuff done are things like Adobe and other third-party services. So I don't really have a, you know, in a really dug-in connection to the Mac in the same way that I do with um, other technology. And so that was, it was a surprising uh, moment, but it was also kind of a, an eye-opening one. It was like, I actually could switch to a Surface Book if I wanted to, and that would not be uh, too big an issue. So it's interesting. And it just like in and of itself that I was thinking of that um, kind of surprised me. Uh, and I, I've heard that actual, that same sentiment from a few other folks as well that were, you know, never looked in that uh, over at, at what Microsoft's putting out, or I guess what other uh, manufacturers are putting out, and they are now. So yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I just to bored, throw, I just want to throw some cold water on that real quick because over over Christmas uh, I helped my um, my stepdad uh, with replacing his computer, mm-hmm. uh, and while I had been hearing lots of great things about going to the Microsoft Store, I can tell you that none <laughs> of them are true. Uh, that the experience did not go smoothly. Um, they were supposed to copy some files from one thing to another thing, and they actually sold them a computer that didn't have enough space for the files. And it, what? It, it, there was a it was a disaster, the whole week long. Uh, and they they kept uh, saying they were copying files and whatever. And he went to go pick it up, and then they had apparently just they'd done some sort of copying maneuver where all of the files dates changed over like they had created new files in the new computer uh where the data was moved over but not the anyway it was it was not good for him and so this whole experience i'm just like you know what i don't think this is as exciting as it might seem initially Mm. to to uh when i was first uh, going through the the lamentations after the the MacBook Pro announcement, I, and I was was I was at peak, peak indignance. I, I was I was not going. I, I I've since changed my mind in that perhaps um, that's not such a good idea at the moment. Although um, it does seem that uh, Microsoft is still making some very uh, big bold moves uh, with what they're doing with Windows, while visually it seems to have calmed down for the most part um their creators update etc that's coming around the corner they're they're repackaging the way they distribute apps so you don't get just like a folder full of junk anymore um they're changing the way that uh security stuff works for it so that uh you're not really as you're not you're not just sitting there going i wonder if this website i visited totally uh, hacked my computer uh it's it's uh, it's something where they might catch up, and I seem very hopeful that they they can get to that point. Uh, but like I said, I am in no rush for a new computer, and so the prospect of potentially just getting a headache for no reason doesn't 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 seem exciting at the moment. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, the support that Apple provides is certainly uh incredible and continues to be i mean at least for me uh specific like i've had plenty of situations where i you know this is not like hearing about somebody's beautiful story where they went in and got a cup of tea and waited for the computer to be fixed and their feet were massaged i mean these were situations that actually happened to me where um at at least 
two or three times where I was like two days away from something expiring and they, you know, didn't take 12 extra steps to look to make sure I didn't have damage to this and da 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 da. They, you know, there was no questions asked. It was all very just easy to get things replaced and fixed and uh, no sweat and no problem. And so, yeah, I, uh, I, I can say that uh, Apple's support and like their in-store support um, are all, you know, not easily rivaled, I guess, is is the thing. And maybe uh, Windows still, or Microsoft rather, needs to uh, be looking at that. Because <laughs> selling someone a computer with not enough space for the, that's just terrible and, yeah, and ridiculous. I, 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 was not, I was hesitant to even bring it up. But uh, anyway, <sighs> we're optimistic about the future of computing and the future of <laughs> TV and the future of apps, the whole planet of them, and our... our... <laughs> We're... The future of computing is is uh, the iPad, Joe. Don't you know? No, we we are out of time for this episode for that topic. <laughs> oh lordy, oh lordy. Let's just I, I let's just think about it. our tapas. Uh, there yeah. we go. There, yeah. I you know what? I might go make some sweet tapas today. Uh, and you, you keep then... saying that, but what what exactly are you thinking of? I don't know because <laughs> usually they're savory. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to make sure <laughs> I'm not missing something. No, yeah, I, I mean there are like what a hundred varieties of of tapas that you could have. I mean, like, I guess you could say the stuffed dates are sweet, but uh, they still have a savory component. True. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, you know what? In my world of smiles and gumdrops and unicorns, there are sweet tapas, Joe, mm, and unicorn there tapas. Are they're upside down, ultra frowny faces. They're also known as ultra smiley faces. And uh, the world is pure. And I have a never ending fountain of red wine. And uh, Joe doesn't have to work all day so that he can have delicious food on Valentine's Day. And everything is great. And we we have a different leader in control of our country and it's superb <laughs> well I, I think unicorn might be easier to get uh but uh <laughs> anyway uh that is very nice talking to you the end. oh yes very nice talking to you as well my friend uh try to enjoy your day and i uh hope that your weekend of fun is an absolute success and uh i've knocked on wood in the meantime to make sure that that absolutely will happen Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.